Hi, welcome to the Busy Romnivores. I'm Kristen. And I'm Mariana. And today we're getting wrecked with our guests, Adriana Harara, Nisha Sharma, and Nikki Payne. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Thank y'all so much for coming to hang out with us. I'm excited Thank to be here. Thank us. you for having yeah. us. Yeah. So our first question is, why did you guys choose to write romance? Did you always want to write romance? Or did you start somewhere else and end up here? I think I'm a late bloomer in terms of like deciding to write it. Um, I've been a reader for a very long time, as I think you know, since like middle school. And because of the lack of diversity in romance since its inception, (laughs) um, it had never occurred to me that a person with my background, intersections and identities could write a romance because I never saw anybody that was like me. So, I mean, I could see my, I could see someone as myself writing something like what Gabriel Garcia Marquez writes, which is kind of romance, but it wasn't like, <laughs> like you know, the Joanna Lindsay's, the Susan Elizabeth Phillips, sure. the Jennifer Cruzies, like that sort of romance. It never occurred to me. And then, um, as I got older, um, I it, it became less and less something that I could like sit with. That there was like no romance with diverse characters and then like the real push for me was the 2016 election because um i was like Mm. in a really dark place as many of us were i was like and it was really traumatic i know like for all of you i'm sure it was the same type of very dark time in your life it was not a good time yes and so i started i was i had gone back to school i was doing my msw and i started writing a romance just kind of like a something kind of fun to do and I finished Mm -hmm. it and then I was like maybe I can publish it and so that's where um it began for me I kind of did it as something to like help me cope (laughs) with the malaise Mm -hmm. of what happened in 2016 and that's how I started great well we're so glad you did yeah I'm so glad you (laughs) did (laughs) not thrilled about the uh you know yeah. Catalyst, but... still going poorly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Rough out here. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Um, I would say that um, the caveat of, of a, a writer and, like, a, a storyteller is where I want to, like, piece it out. I feel like I have been... Like, when I was really young, I was a really intense, really intense player of Barbies. Um <laughs> And would tell the most salacious, complex stories of just incredible humping (laughs) that my my, like eight year old mind could manage. Like if they could like the the Barbies are scissoring, the kids are like every Mm -hmm. single way that people could, you know, um, could do that. Like I was so obsessed with that. So I was just always in storyteller mode. I was always the person that if something happened and I was there, like everyone in my family would be like, shush, shush, let Nikki tell it, right? Because (laughs) I'm going to exaggerate it or turn it into something wild and crazy that is like this joy. So I would say, I feel like I've always been um, a storyteller. And then like getting those stories to heal, like bringing them to heal on a piece of paper is its own type of like thing that I was like, I'm struggling with. And I feel like I started maybe in 
college, mostly trying to avoid actual work and <laughs> sure. kind of thinking about people and scenarios. And I don't know if I've ever written a story that the people didn't kiss or, you know, or fight or even if there was incredible drama, every story that I've written was imagining how people can find happiness, um, particularly in that in the arena of love. So I've I've always been interested in that. And I think Barbie just scarred me. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel making my Barbies kiss in every form on a very special <laughs> level. <laughs> yes. Um, I like uh, Adriana and Nikki. My journey started when I was very young as well. Um, I, I felt like I grew up watching Bollywood movies. Like my very first movie, media, whatever engagement ever was Bollywood and Bollywood movies in the 90s um, all pretty much ended in a romance. They were um, like your typical three act structure with your third, you know, your breakup, your third act breakup, <laughs> and then like this happily ever after. And I think I was like nine or 10 before I even realized that like there were movies and and media that didn't have a romance in it <laughs> and so um uh that's just what i was raised on in my house that's all we really played on the tv and so um i would read books with like the lens of looking at the relationships um and um in the early 90s, there was a series. I feel like Nikki and Adriana have heard me tell this story like 15 times now. Um, but there was this uh, there's this series uh, that was the Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys Super Mysteries. And um, in this series, there was so much sexual tension between <laughs> Nancy Drew and Frank Hardy. And it was the best like cross relationship cross series relationship like my my little like middle school brain could not handle this kind of tension i mean i can tell you right now it was secrets of the nile like page 188 when like like that was it that was the moment where i was like oh my god like i need more of this and since this doesn't exist i need to write more of this myself so like before i knew what fan fiction was i was writing nancy drew and frank hardy fan fiction and yeah. um god, yes. then the summer after seventh grade i wandered into the adult section of my local library looking for more romances to read so i can write more romances um and uh what i thought was a pretty innocent book um with this wonderful beachy cover on it with like a peachy sunset happened to be nora roberts inner harbor <laughs> and uh it was <laughs> the most enlightening moment of my I am feeling things I am feeling things it's better not awaken oh. anything sexually in me it was, it was like there was a yacht scene that was like I remember like I was so like I was like I was like this is this is it this is this is the rest of my life my, absolutely my life has been changed. things are happening uh, and then, in my body yeah <laughs> that's pretty much what happened and then 
wasn't actually until 19 where I saw South Asians in a romance on the page. Like I knew Bollywood existed and I knew that romance existed. And if I wanted to write romance, my understanding was that people didn't want what Bollywood had. So, um, but in at 19, I read the Nuja Desai Hidier's book, um, Born Confused. And I was like, if she's brave enough to write her representation, our representation on the page, and she's brave enough to fight for representation, then I absolutely have to be just as brave to do the same. So that is when I knew that I had to write South Asian romance. It's so interesting, right? Because just thinking about like with me as like my family's business was telenovelas. Like my dad sold mm-hmm. telenovelas in Dominic for Dominican television. Like that's how we paid the bills. And so I grew up watching telenovelas because that was like my mom was the person who sold the ad time. So my mom would watch them so she could sell them. And mm-hmm. that was like literally my entire childhood. Like my dad would buy telenovelas from Mexico and like, you know, broadcast them in the Dominican Republic. That was his mm-hmm. job for 50 years. And my parents literally sold love stories for a living. My mom is like an encyclopedia of telenovelas. My mom can tell you who was the most popular <laughs> telenovela actor any year of the 1980s or 90s, like, off the bat, like, the biggest <laughs> seller. And I never made the connection. And I was reading romance, like, throughout my teens, like, Joanna Lindsay, like, all of that. And I never made the connection. Like, I couldn't, like, why isn't the telenovela mm-hmm. story in these books that I'm reading in love? Because, again, you had that, we in- instinctively knew this thing that like really represents us is not what like the books over here would have i love that i love that full circle moment of like all like your whole family being storytellers of love of like different versions Um, can i just imagine i can't imagine that adriana and i were in in some separate apartments in new york and texas both watching like alma rebelde oh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that was i mean every all the telenovelas, like, yeah. What a cool job, though. I, it, that's what I'm yeah. like. I need, I need your dad's like whole life history and your mom. Yeah. Like, yeah. Also, that's I would nice. love to have them on a trivia team. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So, what was your favorite book that you read this year? Oh my gosh, I can tell you right now, off the bat. Hell I have, yeah. It's like it's. Uh, I, okay, I'm gonna cheat a little bit. Um, so it's like a three-way cross. <laughs> I love, I love that. Yeah, I'm like, okay. So it's the air by Ava Rani, and it's the first South Asian mafia romance Ooh. that I've read in a long time. It's it's out. I think so. Yeah, it's out. It's called um, it's called the air, uh, and it's very like Anna Huang like vibes, but also like Ooh. wonderful South Asian characters uh the good wife like if written by shonda rhymes that's regina blacks oh you stole mine uh regina blacks um the art of scandal uh and then like okay so maybe it's a four-way tie um so um i just finished uh sex lies and sensibility by r mickey payne 
And oh. I was like, this is it. Like, no one else is allowed to write Austin <laughs> adaptations. Like, that's it. Honestly, I am turtling right now. <laughs> um, and then I'm also, waiting with bated breath. Because I just finished Pride and Protest so like two weeks have, ago, and it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. My debt. It's so good. I don't even say anything, Nisha. I am. I have a deadline, October first, <laughs> and that book is like a beacon in my Kindle right now. Like I can't even. So do I. I have a deadline too. Like, like I'm gonna probably miss it because I read. <laughs> um, but. Uh, the last one is Adriana's An Island uh, Princess Starts a Scandal because, oh. like, I will tell you, honestly, it's been really hard for me to read historicals over the last five to ten years. Um, like, there are a few exceptions, like Joanna Shoup, Sarah McLean, Adriana Herrera are really the only exceptions that I, I make because, like, Joanna and Sarah are friends and I know that they're very careful when it comes to representation, but, like, I cannot get the time period out of my mind, like, especially, like, diving into post-colonial theory the way that I am right now in my life. Um, and Adriana is just so careful and there's always a social, social justice element to her books and reading from, uh, like, a reading from a marginalized community even at that time is just really fantastic so um those are my four i cheated i don't care i cheated <laughs> i i would love your other four favorite books this year <laughs> we're like keep going get top 10 at this point like this is what i'm doing instead of working i on my i oh, i am so jealous that you're refinished nikki's book i can't read contemporary when i'm writing historical so it like makes mm. it like crosses my wire so i'm like it's just sitting there but anyway <laughs> i'm glad it's good i knew it would be it's good um, uh, that uh, um that, first of all i'm like very <laughs> right now i'm sorry um thank you all i'm still very um shy about the book because it's you know it's like in that new yeah, phase yeah. you know that feeling mm -hmm. when it's just out out of the wrapper um but um I would say my the the books that I I read so many books, um, but this book that I continue to read and I just happen to have it right here because I am mm. obsessed. Um, I must have read this three times. Has anyone read Unnatural? No. Unnatural. Okay, no. y'all. It is a graphic novel about these animals um, who live in this alternative universe where like the animals aren't supposed to mix and they have this like forced marriage program but this little um pig woman keeps dreaming about this wolf just, <laughs> <laughs> you guys yes. y'all it is wait, what is it called money i'm gonna <laughs> literally buy it i'm ordering it, it right is now natural. i got one yeah. <laughs> i got one thing and i needed to get the omnibus because i'm like not only is the 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 animation gorgeous it is just blistering it is blistering what's the author and um uh, um um uh, mirka adolfo and Dolfo. okay done Unnatural. social Perfect. commentary blistering hot like how dare you i am <laughs> in i am in hell yeah i done. love a it graphic is, novel yeah it's, i'm like it's especially fantastic. a dirty one it's just it's fantastic it's a, truly 
It's literally, it's all I do. My like, Patreon's been slow today. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, okay, you guys stole all of mine, but I have plenty because um, I read a lot of great folks. Um, I was obviously going to say that um, in January, when I picked up the a Caribbean heiress in Paris, um, I have the, the text of me screaming to my friends to say, like, I have never been so horny <laughs> in my life. <laughs> like, I am not, I am not okay. You know what I mean? I was like slipping out of my seat. I'm just like, I can't, I can't do this with you. Okay? I'm just not going to do this with you. And I just, I just screamed to everybody because um, historicals are, um, it's not like they're hard to get, it's not like they're hard for them to be like extremely hot. Like, I love historicals, but for them to be, for it to be that hot and that relevant and that real, and um, it, it, it has really honestly changed the bar for historicals. I can, mm-hmm. I can say this without like hate on a lot. It's hard for me to go back to reading like, you know, oh, I'm going to read this, you know, never F a Duke, you know, like, I, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. you know, like I can't, I can't, you know, yeah. like I'm not, I'm not okay. Um, and um, I was, I was, I don't know how much I can say about um, this chef and those ropes, I, Nisha, but you know, I, I, you know I, what I, you did, okay? You, you know what you did, okay? I'm just, and she oh my god, tell, oh she my. gives you no warning with that. With she that doesn't. Cover. That's the thing. That's the thing. No that's the thing. That it's like the cover is just like it's just the cover is like we're we're about to do cute shit. Like it's gonna be cute. Don't worry. You know, Bollywood love, love, love. Open that shit up and people are getting fu- like people are getting, <laughs> getting in. tied up. This is how I like. I like it. Oh the come cute on, nickname oh, Bunty, and it's like Bunty, Bunty. Oh, you dirty, she dirty knows what man. She did. <laughs> she knows. It's, there's a, a probably a, a jail for you in a place like I don't know. There's a jail for it. I, I don't know. It's so, but um, horny you know. jail. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That you have been convicted. Okay. It's like a new microprobe that Nisha's invented of like cute cover yeah. kinky fucking man. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like. It's like the, the moment of like, I am um, like pleasantly surprised. I am like, I am overwhelmed. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like the opposite of like being um, disappointed by the cover. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh. <laughs> you, know? you know what? Like, pe- like people are, I'm like reading chatter about the book about Taste Like Shucker on, and when in places I shouldn't be, but I am. And like, everyone's like, oh, is she going to top it with a third book? And I'm like, right now writing the third book. And I'm like, Okay, delete chapter three. Cracks <laughs> <laughs> knuckles, let's go. If I must. I've also oh read, um, I, this isn't a, a romance, but I am reading um, Zadie Smith right now, mm-hmm. Fraud. And um, it's it's a slow read for me personally because um, she it, the book is really dense, actually. It's like kind of like verbally dense and I think it's on purpose or or I'm dumb like that can all that can be true right and um, so I'm really and and it's like it's just it's it's so tongue-in-cheek there are all of these questions about like 
um, what the novel is supposed to be and how much weight we've put on the like the idea of a novel and like who gets to tell these truths and like even just by the title by calling something fraud like she's just playing with all of our notions of like authenticity and authentically writing something and I just mm. I, I, I love it for what it's doing but it's it's slow going just because um, it's a it's it's a, a medium that I like to um, absorb yeah Sadie Smith is like a, mm-hmm. a like a eight course meal it's like very yeah. I'm, I'm listening <laughs> yeah. to it right now too and it's yeah and it's yeah. also like I have to I usually listen to things like at two times the speed and with her I'm like 125 yeah. no 1.5 <laughs> I would I would slow yeah. it I would even slow it down I started listening and then I had to buy the book because I'm like I, oh you I'm wanted not, to like live in it I'm not I'm not connecting yeah. right now so I had mm-hmm. to I had to actually buy it yeah I actually had the same thing with An Island Princess um, because I was listening to it and I was at work and I was like, I can't uh, listen to The Simpsons. Like, yeah. I then went to my library and instantly downloaded it from my library and was like, I can read this in public, though. I just, like, can't be listening to it next to my fellow employees because I think that's an HR complaint. Um, and then I was like, but I'll be over here if you it need might me. Be an like, just that's me honestly a great t- hashtag. Listen to this might be an, um, an HR complaint. Um, Cora, man, I'm just like, oh, baby. I ha- I'm going to just add to what was said, like, of, of course, excluding my books. I have. Name your book. I books. have not read um, Nikki's ne- um, Next, but. I still recommend Pride and Protest as one of my favorite books of last year. And I honestly think it's one of the better, possibly the, my favorite. I know people's, people's tastes differ, but it's my favorite um, Pride and Protest retelling. And I think it's just because it's so attuned to the things mm-hmm. that matter to me. So I love, I love that one. But anyway... Another one that I've read recently, and I've been talking about it a lot because I love it, and I feel like a lot of people don't are not talking about it, is Mickey Chambers' Shakes It Up by Sharish Reed. <clears throat> it's probably my top five so good. contemporaries of the year. It is so good. Wait, why haven't I read I, it? Well, the cover is not the cutest, but <laughs> the book okay. itself, and it's not like, knee shot where it's like cute but like inside it's like on fire it's not that it's literally like the cover not the cutest but the book itself is fire it's so good it's she's like an adjunct professor who's like totally broke and needs to get a summer job just like to like make extra money and she ends up working at a bar and the owner of the bar is like her student he's like a widower that's going back to school late in life so She's his professor, and he's her boss. The, 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 it's so clever. I'm, I'm very much agreeing with you, but it's just like, I love those power dynamics on both levels. Do you it's know so I mean? clever like, because it completely takes the air out of, like, the power differential, but each other in their space mm-hmm. have it, and it's so hot. This yeah. man is grumpy to the end. Like, he's, like, so happy at Ooh. the end, and he's still, like, a grump. I love that book. It's actually like, and super sexy too. And she's chronically ill. The representation there I thought was so well done. 
It's yeah. honestly like one of the better contemporaries I've read in this year, and I feel like not enough people are talking about it. Yeah. And he's uh, Cherish Reed is black, the heroine is black, and the hero is Latin. He's Puerto Rican. It's yeah, that was very good. It's I can't so good. I see what you're saying about the cover, but I really like okay. it. Like she's sitting in this little martini glass. I, and I it's don't so like cute. how he looks, but I think her, if it would have just been her in the cocktail glass, I thought, I think it would have been yes. so cute. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I know, they tried to make he him look, look grumpy, but he looks grumpy, like not in like a cute way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but don't let the cover deflect you from the content. The content of the book is amazing. It's a really good one. It's really good. Um, I just bought it. This is what happens when I talk to both of you. Cute. I end up spending. You'll so much you'll time like it a lot. I know you'll like it. Oh, and another one that I hasn't come out, but you should all pre-order is um, Wildlife by Opal Way. It's um, Ruby Lang's um, next uh, new pen name. And it's a retelling of Bringing Up Baby. And it's like two Asian scientists stuck in an island with a tiger. And it is, this woman is like a perfect grumpy heroine. It's actually, if you like Jennifer Cruzy, it gives Jennifer Cruzy vibes and the banter. It's so good. Ruby Lang has been writing romance for a long time. This is like a new pen name. It is ex- excellent. Mm. Um, and then my last one is um, Full Moon Over Freedom by Angelina Lopez. Mm. It's the second book in her Freedom series. Small Town Romance. Um, she is like, you know, the. it's actually like the themes of it... Um, are kind of similar to like Regina Black's um, Art of Scandal. She was married to like a very prominent man in DC, but he cheated on her. So she moves back home to Kansas and she like reconnects with the guy who was like kind of like the bad boy um, growing up who like took her virginity. He like, he, she like, they. They have flashbacks to, like, them in high school and him, like, teaching her. And, baby, it is, oh, my God. And he's and he's okay. now, like, a famous artist. And she's kind of, like, down on her luck. Like, she's come home, like, with her kids. And she's, like, really in a bad place. Um, Full Moon Over, it's the second book in the Freedom Kansas series. The first one in, after I was on Milagro Street, which I think is, like, a perfect romance. And so, mm-hmm. anyway, those are my recent yeah. reads that I've loved. I hope I sold them. You did. I you yeah. did. So, I think literally. Yeah, <laughs> like you, literally. You just hand sold them. Mm-hmm. Angelina is doing amazing things with that series. Honestly, like I can't stop talking about it. I had the first one waiting for me on so Libby, uh, along with Pride and Protest, and they're both just staring at me, being like, "Come on, you gotta read us." <laughs> We're right now. Pressure. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I have to go. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, we are actually a reading challenge podcast. So what what is your relationship to challenges? Obviously, we've, we've got you on here to talk about hashtag 23 for 23. Um, but do you have any other experience with challenges? Do you do you like them? Do you do them? What's up? Do you hate them? You can tell us. You can hate them. <laughs> a lot of people have come on and been like, they are terrible. <laughs> I don't hate them. 
I'm bad at them. I don't have the staying power, but it does help me, like, especially if it's one like ours, where it's usually something that I've been wanting to do and haven't gotten around. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, a challenge to read, like, six books by, like, a particular culture region that I don't know about, but I want to know more about. So, like, that, that I will... But I do love a list. So it's more like mm-hmm. being consistent about like staying on, but also being someone that is like obsessive about like if I start a list, I really want to finish it. I like I like retroactive challenges. Like like you go back and like find a challenge. It's like read 23 like KU smut. You're like, oh my God. And then you just like check <laughs> done. Like you already done. You're just like, oh my God, I killed it. You know? <laughs> just like oh my gosh I totally just nailed it um or something where um where it feels like almost like the work is halfway done or something for you that's one of the things that I loved about like uh, about 23 for 23 it's it it was like um it was either this rush to read 23 books in like three months for people who aren't really fast readers or like if you've already been reading diversely, like mm-hmm. it's like two more books before this time, and you're just like <laughs> twenty three done, you know, <laughs> did it. I did my twenty three for 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 twenty three. So it was like the type of of challenge that feels eminently accessible yes. and doable. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're already on that. Yes. Track. Or like if you're halfway there, right? Like you start and you're like, actually, for me, it's um. <laughs> 12 out of 23 because I've already gotten 11. Yes. <laughs> I hadn't even considered going back. B either. I was like, you oh, just uh, opened my mind. I'm, I'm not going to, but 23 <laughs> BIPOC authors like in these months. Like, and now yeah. y'all are, I'm like, we can, I, I'm not going to do that, but like, <laughs> that was an option. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I messed something up. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says, when we set those goal, uh, well, like for, let me, uh, I'll answer the question first. I am a very competitive person. I'm a Taurus. So um, if someone gives me a challenge, I will literally try to break, I will break my neck to try to get it. And so um, they never really work for me when it comes to reading because I'm a, I'm a mood reader too. So I just mm-hmm. like every book that is part of a reading challenge ends up like making me feel like I was forced to read it and it takes the enjoyment out of like books for me. So um, I never do reading challenges. Um, the only like challenge that I really commit to every year is to like do better than I did the previous year when it comes to incorporating more marginalized voices. And I think that's something that like Adriana, Nikki and I have all um, always aspired to do. Um, like they're the books that we reach for first when we are are reading. And um, and I know I'm not um, and I'm I know I'm speaking for all of all three of us. But like that is that is something that I'm like 100 percent sure, like, you know, is our ethos. Right. So um, but uh, when it came to 23 for 23, like we knew that there were certain people who were going to count the books that they've already read because they just don't read more than like 30 books a year and that's totally okay um but 
um, romance readers are voracious. Like you just heard all of us talk for 30 minutes about like some of the books that we've loved and we just rattled off like 10 to 15 books like in in this amount of time right um and so like we're not the only ones who are like that so many readers are like that and social media has kind of showed um all of us how how incredibly passionate we are about um romance books and so um the idea was that people would start like especially if they're voracious readers they would start as a august 15th or september 1st whatever it is and um they would read five to six books a month that were by bipoc authors featuring bipoc characters um to reintroduce race and ethnicity um into the the, you know uh, into their diverse reading habits um because we're losing sight of intersectionality and um it's something that's so incredibly important for us to continue to be really mindful of um and be intentional about because if you're not intentional about reading intersectional uh intersectional romance then um chances are your biases are going to stop you from picking up the books that desperately need our support you know i really appreciate what y'all have done to to put voice to this because I was tracking my diverse reading but I was also lumping in queer voices and disabled voices or um you know intellectual differences neurodivergence all into one category is this a diverse book um and you just kind of made me think about it in a different way that like that's not good enough like I need to be splitting these out I need to be intentionally reading all of these voices not am i reading diversely yes it so i appreciate that and and i think it's important to state that all of the queer voices uh like other marginal um communities are incredibly important but like you can also have like queer like black romance that Mm -hmm. um like you can read too i mean that's that's what we're encouraging people to do like think about like race and ethnicity in addition to like um under other underrepresented groups yeah Yeah, and i think honestly i feel like at the moment with social media and how much we are like so much of like how our decisions are made these days especially when it comes to entertainment are really kind of dictated by like whatever our algorithm is and there's just so much out mm-hmm. there i feel like every time i go on it and mm-hmm. i'm not even on tiktok like nisha's my correspondent for what happens on romance tiktok <laughs> because i'm not on it um but i'm on instagram she's, she's like she's like the, the <laughs> like the beat on the streets of tiktok um yeah. <laughs> So for me, but even on Instagram, like I feel like every time I get on, uh, there's like a few new Latina authors that I didn't know that are writing like motorcycle club romance that are writing dark romance. And I'm like, oh, my God, this something's like I want to read all of these. And so for but Mm -hmm. like it's serving Mm -hmm. it to me because every time I see a Latina author that I don't know about, I immediately follow them. Because I want to know mm-hmm. all the Latina authors that are there. So I've, like, trained my algorithm to serve me that content. But if, like, you are really kind of going by what's the most popular, what's blowing up on TikTok, what, you know, like, those 10 covers that we see everywhere, like, you, mm-hmm. it might be those things that you just miss it. Because those, the, the content with black, brown, 
Asian, Southeast Asian, South Asian um, creators are just suppressed. So it is kind of like you, ha like I think for us, part of it was like just kind of planting that seed that to keep things like diverse, even as you intend it to be, it has to be like you have to make those like mm -hmm. intentional choices of like let me let me self audit what I've been reading. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, this has been like a really great challenge to like add on because I. This is my second year checking by like BIPOC authors. And last year I was like so disappointed. So I did join a challenge. Um, Melanated Reader always does a 20 books by 20 black women every year. And so I was doing that one and I was like, I am still not like getting enough. Like this is not diverse enough. And, but like you said, like as soon as I started like following those authors that like, as people are like mm -hmm. reviewing like diverse books, my algorithm was like, oh, you, you want that? And I'm like, yeah, I really do. <laughs> like, and that's that was part of the 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 secondary nature of a challenge that that you set up to be on platforms, right? So, mm -hmm. um, it was not just like a, a personal reading challenge. It was a read and shout and use mm -hmm. this hashtag to show, right? Because there's this crisis of invisibility, right? For for mm -hmm. um for authors of color on mm -hmm. large platforms like that. So it is it is about being intentional in reading. And then like, what happens after you purchase this book? What happens after you read it? Um, do you talk about it? And is that visible on a platform? And once you've kind of trained your algorithm to like show you diverse books, then those reviews of diverse books are much more likely to come. So it becomes a way that we both feed the algorithm and also teach um, technology, right? That that these that this niche of content actually exists and creates pushes and views and likes, right? So it's mm -hmm. a, a way to kind of force force that visibility out. And to kind of add on to that, um, like I think it's important to also shout out the creators who have been talking about marginalized books for so long. I mean, some of these like. Instagram reviewers and TikTok reviewers who have been really supportive of our books, they sacrifice a lot of their views when they talk about marginalized books because the algorithm doesn't support them. So this challenge was in hopes of bringing more people into the fold, into talking and shouting about marginalized books, and then hopefully they would find and follow some of these creators and these creators would also get like additional you know support and views and likes and um and it in general will amplify authors creators books communities um in like this cycle of support so um we kind of already got to this point but we are we were mostly here to talk all about 23 for 23 and the reading challenge um that you guys started at steamy litcon in august um one of our fellow co-hosts Haley, was actually at the talk and kind of losing her mind and so she yeah. was like on the beat she was our she was our <laughs> niche up for it where she was like yes <laughs> what new challenge yeah. just dropped and we all lost our little minds um mm -hmm. but so we were really hoping that you guys can help us wreck some books for um for like 23 for 23 and this will be coming out later in the year so um i know there's like a ton of hype right at the beginning but we really want to make sure people are like mm -hmm. keeping going on it and like finishing these up um mm -hmm. so we wanted to know what 
I guess our first one is releases from this year that you guys have really loved. You kind of already gave us several. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you want to even include like books from last year or books that you're just like, if you haven't read this book, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> um, I will say that uh, there were 24 authors who launched the 23 for 23 challenge and uh out of 24 authors we had over 250 books combined for all of our backlists so if people are looking for books to read there are over 250 books just with the 24 authors who launched the challenge with that like collectively and that's on the 23for23.net website um so we can wreck books through you know like till the cows come home but um if people want like a spreadsheet (laughs) that you can filter like that is absolutely a great place to start and we added a few one of the represent like one of the groups that was missing from that um spreadsheet was um uh, native hawaiian and indigenous communities so we added a few names as well so people had additional um resources to review just for the record a spreadsheet made by Nisha, because I am a fire sign and I cannot get it together to put together <laughs> a spreadsheet it, at the speed that she does. It's like we'll 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 huddle and be like, okay, so we need to get a spreadsheet together, and then we'll yeah. you know, and then like we'll blink, we'll like hang up the like, phone, okay, and she's like, here's the spreadsheet we talked about. <laughs> I'm like, what? What happened? We literally hung up. I just literally. <laughs> I, I love the spreadsheet. Like. Whoever made that spreadsheet is my hero because it's everything I've ever wanted of being like, here's a all of the authors and here's their back catalog. Mm-hmm. Go fucking was crazy! Like I oh I like Nisha Sharma, ladies oh, yeah. and gentlemen. That whole website oh, is. I have it bookmarked. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it just stays open on my phone for like I'm like, which series are we going to next, fellas? Please, please you take, guys, your flowers, um, take your flowers. Take your yeah, I mean, if you guys ever want to chat more about organization and how to catalog books, I'm more than happy to have that conversation. I now have a scanner where all of my books in my physical library have a barcode, and uh, that is say how less. She's <laughs> like, no, oh you God. are a wizard. Oh my you God. are a witch. So, oh my God. so we're both like, you have barcodes and a spreadsheet? Like, holy yeah. shit. And like, like pivot tables, because I put the spreadsheet on Notion. Oh, my so gosh. So it's all, and then, like, I have it organized by representation, by series, and by trope. The level oh, of organization. Wow. This just, this, this tipped into scary. <laughs> we did. <laughs> no, I mean, now when people ask me, like, hey, Nisha, do you have any amnesia romances? All I have to do is go to my spreadsheet, filter by amnesia romance, and I can give, like, a few different recommendations. And That's also scary. share which ones are by BIPOC authors. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's being prepared. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the chaotic water sign in me with my weird-ass mood boards. <laughs> you know, like... What do I have here? The vibes are here. I literally have like I have been like I bought a bunch of books and I'm still like pulling out in like May. I'm still pulling them out of a, out of a paper bag. It's like back here and I brought them in a paper bag and I'm still like and my husband was like this is your new bookshelf and I'm like look just let me live okay because I have let a me live. Okay. If it works, it works. Sure. I do have books yeah. to recommend, though, if we're like already, if we're doing that, if we're doing that. 
Oh, let's get okay. wrecked. Okay. Let's, let's get wrecked. I am going to say, I think I'm going to go with four. But I know there was a sports romance request and there was a monster romance request. Okay, so I have two. One is Wild Pitch by Kat Geraldo. And she, it, it is so hot. It's age gap. He's, um, and he, Ooh. she's the, she's the dom. It's super kinky. And she, it's like an all-star baseball game. And she is like a pitcher that they brought on for the all-star games. Ooh, it's great. It's called, um, Wild Pitch. I think she has a new one coming out that's like, uh, um, Polly. The cover. Yeah, it's great. It's super Sorry. sexy, and she's, like, super dommy, and he is so into it, and he's so big, and he, like, kneels for her, and it's amazing. Um, and then the next one is Alira uh, Anaya series, and she also has, her other pen name is Jade Hernandez, but she has, like, a whole series that's, like, mer people. And she has one that's a Kraken. It's um, Queenie. I want to say Queenie and the Krakens is um, one of the books. She has like a whole universe that's like underwater. And Jade is super prolific. She also has like a different pen name where she writes like paranormal dark romance. She's great. But those those are good. Um, The I want to say. Oh, it's like a. It's like a Kraken motorcycle club. I should I should also mention that. It's yeah. so um, <laughs> just just gonna leave it with that. I'm um, and, just and then the Duchess Effect by um, Tracy Livesey. I also wanted to mention that one. It is um, the oh. second book in her American Royalty series. It's like the happily ever after after kind of Meghan and Harry leave the Buckingham Palace and go to the States. It's kind of like that thing, like what happens after they leave? Because like, if you read the first one, it's sort of like Megan and Harry, but if Megan was Megan the Stallion, it's super sexy. <laughs> um, another one is Kiss the Girl by Soraya Cordova. That one is not spicy because it is a Disney book, but it is okay. a retelling of The Little Mermaid and it's two um, Latin rock stars and it is super cute. She, we wrote, um, I wrote On the Hustle and she wrote that book together and we were both convinced we were writing gibberish and I was like, I feel like the book is going to be okay. <laughs> and it is honestly like my favorite contemporary of hers. She, and I don't even like books that don't have sex scenes in them. And that one was, she just really, really nailed, like, the rock star, the little mermaid thing. It, it's really, really great. And that those are my recommendations. Is the Duchess Effect one? I do have a question, just really quick. Is that the American Yes, royalty? it's the, like the it's a duology, one. so it's okay. the follow-up to American, oh, it's to a American royalty. Okay. Oh, okay, great. I have that saved on Scribd because it's so beautiful. Yeah, it's a good cover. Like the cover is just like yeah, jaw dropping. Yeah, I it just stays on my script. I haven't listened to it yet because it's I'm like, you're pretty. Like they're very hot. <laughs> um but. okay, my four books. Um Kimberly Lemon. Oh, yes. Um mm-hmm. I, I love like oh dang. I, I love everything she does, but I just love like I love a, like a sister in the medieval times. You know, like say less. <laughs> Those books are so unhinged, but they're so fun. They're so unhinged. 
there's just it's so it's so wild. The, my favorite one is that time I got drunk and needed a love potion at a werewolf. Because yes. if you if you want like already the werewolf is unhinged, right? Like mm-hmm. already the, the the trope of the werewolf is about this person who can't hold in their sexuality, right? And then you've doubled down, okay, and given this <laughs> werewolf a potion in which he can't hold it in. And so like all of this this entire series is one of my favorite tropes is you know people literally batting away someone in you know like desperate desperation to fuck like that is honestly just just give it to me now so just Kimberly yeah. Living does that so well and I enjoyed that so much um also um Redemption by Kenya Wright um this is it's it's, it's a little dark just for the dark girlies um but it is Oh God, this woman, her car gets like trapped. She's running away from like an abusive husband and her car gets trapped in this terrible storm. And there's only this one dark house. And she just like goes up to this house. It's a black woman, Asian male. And she goes into this dark house and it turns out that this man is hotter than sin and they have to... (laughs) They have to r- ride out the storm together, and baby, he is. They ride it out. The riding does happen. Okay, what is it? The riding yeah. does yeah. happen. <laughs> the husband tries to, you know, find her, and that man just he he brings it oh, all. He brings it all. Okay, love it. Um, and and Rebecca Witherspoon. Oh wait, no, Mia Hopkins. Her tr- her mm. series, her trash series, tanked all of those. Gorgeous, gorgeous men. She just writes them so well, and it's just oh, blistering. Is that right. brewery series? I'm really um, thirsty right now. Yeah, the brewery series, absolutely. Yeah, oh yeah, good. these Kenny Wright covers are amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That Kenya redemption, Wright. that redemption series is. Let me tell you, that's mother's milk. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> redemption just. Woo, that may have been the the prototype for Lisa and Dorsey. Like they they changed me. They shifted. All right, I am definitely okay. Ooh. Okay, are you yeah. ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. So, uh, I am forever a fan of Nalini oh, Singh. God, yes. I will talk about Nalini Singh from now until the end of time. Um, and Amen. Nalini is in like the second set of her like side changeling series called the Trinity Accord. And um, the most recent book in that series came out. It's called Resonance Surge. Yes. And you can tell she's starting to have like a lot of like fun with some of these like shifter characters. Um, so she's now with bear shifters and bear shifters are like the, like it's hilarious because there's like little excerpts at the beginning of all of the chapters that are from what's called wild woman magazine. <laughs> it's, called, it's called like primal sophistication and skin privileges. So wild oh woman God. magazine. And it's like, it's basically <laughs> like tips for like bear shifters. And so it's hilarious. And so it's like, like, it's like Cosmo, are- how to please your bear. It's, yeah, pretty much. And like like she has expert excerpts also from like the Wild Woman magazine like chat rooms of like women who are like looking for like bear like shifter like how to have a good time. And um and has always known my heart. She's amazing. She's amazing. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. And so like 
and like these bear shifters like they mo the this specific clan is in uh like uh in what is in 19 in what, what is called 2086 in like moscow and um the clan uh the snow dancer clan no no sorry the I don't remember the clan name, but whatever it is, um, every single bar in Moscow has like a bear surcharge because they love to have a good time and they always trash the place when they're done. And they end up like shifting in bear form and like drinking beer and dancing in bear form. It's like like this is the kind of book she wrote. It's the most hilarious thing. I it swear, actually, it is. This the reminds best. me of like the Crested Cold books, like the Immortals, like you know, like the the Valkyries, like that were like completely unhinged. Yeah. yeah. I have not read that one yet. Like, so Can good. Can I just say, when I heard that Nalini Singh was going to see me lit, like, I got up from my desk, and I was lost like, my lost mind. my entire mind, and then went to my husband and was like, we're going to have to pay for extra luggage, because I have to bring every fucking I'm copy sorry. of my side Changeling series for <laughs> yes. Nalini Singh to sign for me. Every I single. already told her. I was like, I have 36 yeah. of your books. Like, we... What are we gonna How do? How are we gonna determine? Who, I have I, like a whole I was completely... section of my yeah. library that yeah. is just Nalini yeah. saying, and Andrew and my was yep. like, "Okay, you'll be, you'll, we'll figure it out." <laughs> like. It's yeah. amazing. And so Nalini Singh's Resonance Surge is hilarious and also like super sad and incredible at the same time. Like, you know, highly recommend it. Um, it's like also the thing I like about this book is that the heroine is average. Like she does incredible oh. things with being like incredibly average. Like Nalini's entire series is about these exceptional yes. people with exceptional mm -hmm. abilities, but this heroine is someone who has like a two point five like psi power on a scale of ten, when like most of her characters in the past have just been right. off the charts. Um, yeah. So. I love I really enjoyed that. So Nalini Singh, of course, um, there is one monster romance I read this year, but I don't think it came out this year. I think it came out in 2021. Um, it is called, uh, have Have any of you read Regine Abel? One Our... of our co-hosts loves <laughs> Regine Abel. <laughs> Uh, so I really enjoy this book. It's called I Married a Lizard Man. Oh, I've seen that cover. <laughs> I've seen that cover. Yes. <laughs> It's, it's, to me, it was hilarious. And so, and also, like, I don't think it was intentionally hilarious, but it ended up, like, to me, I, like, I enjoyed it so much. Um, so, Regine is a woman of color. And uh, so, uh, I Married a Lizard Man is, like, written by a BIPOC woman and has, you know, she um, has, like, a very diverse cast of characters in her books. So, um, I Married a Lizard Man is, like, your go-to um my sports romance uh favorites are pharaoh roshan and kennedy ryan like oh, yes. i will like mm. uh, like definitely um and then uh if you want like more paranormal like south asians are like killing it um so uh a very secret society of irregular witches oh, so by cute. sangu mandanas yes. Yeah, it was yeah. very cute, cute like super cute, so cozy. Um, I just got the audio book. I'm excited for to this listen. time of year. So yeah. cozy, it's so adorable. Yeah, it is. So it is. cozy, like like it gives me like like just soft yes. like Halloween Town vibes. Yes, it's super cute. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> like just very cute. Um, so uh, I think those are like my my big leads for for twenty twenty three. Oh so damn! Far. One of them married a bird man. I want to read that <laughs> one. Oh, is that in the Regine yeah, Abel series? Yeah, mating agency. I'm like, this is all I'm going to do for the next, after, I oh my this, God. after I'm done with this deadline. Yes. <laughs> oh, God, the I read this lizard man book and I was like, that's it. That's, I mean, I, had, I went from bear shifters. I went from lizard man into bear shifters. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. I think I've yeah. I've uh, I've achieved my Halloween spooky season. Romance is just I did want to say that I do have one monster romance that I wrote, a Hellmouth, the Hellmouth Guardians lover, and it is oh. it is I would say Buffy fic, um, but he's a snake monster. And did you know snakes have two penises? Does he have two penises? Uh, um, uh, biologically, he has to because he's a snake demon. <laughs> yeah, like, Adriana, the, the response was read and exactly, see. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> the response was to find out. Wait, 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 wait. Maybe he does. Who knows? Oh, and that's part of the bonkers road. I will soon. And um, Sarita has a merman in that in that series too you did you have a have one in the bonkers yeah series? yeah i uh so i have one coming out in october with the bonkers series but it is a sci-fi fantasy um so it is probably steamier than any other book i've ever written in my life uh there's like an orgy in a church there's uh like there's like yeah sex i know for i don't know what i'm like saying. global no no for like galaxy liberation vomit is everything yeah no he was great and then there's also a, a sex auction and uh and then an orgy in a church and then a sex tape to save yes. the world <laughs> all, so save, like, all the, the galaxy <laughs> so many tropes just happened oh. and i'm like <laughs> the like boning to save the galaxy i was like this is it guys this is how we win <laughs> Oh, I hope my mother oh, doesn't listen to this. I'm like, every day I thank God that my mom doesn't speak a word of English. <laughs> I haven't told my mom about the podcast because she's not allowed to listen. Dad, just keeping like, I have stuff to do. Don't worry about it. Mind your business. <laughs> your Catholic heart can't take this. Yeah. Um, so speaking about like seasons and holidays. So we were wondering if you guys had any good like wintery ones for us. I... I'm waiting with bated breath for Adriana's like next uh, Toy Runners mm-hmm. uh, book. I cannot wait. Are I we allowed to talk yes. about it? Oh my god, they're so hot. They're so fucking they hot. They're so I good. Yeah, this, December yes. 5th. Unless you got the Kickstarter and then you get it like in two weeks. Which yeah. I did. And then you'll have it like in two weeks. <laughs> wait, are you serious? The ebooks come yeah. out in two weeks? Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I sent it to Kristen. She was like, and done. Like, yeah. I don't know if she read any fine print with that. Like, no, not even a, not a scent, not a word. Oh my God. I'm so, I'm just now recovering. Are you okay? <laughs> it's yes, so okay. bad, Nikki. Oh my God. I was choked. Oh my God. It's like when you slide that manuscript and like look away, you know, <laughs> you know. oh my God. Oh. That was funny to my spirit. Oh my god! Um, I read a book that was really, really cute. It was YA. Um, it was the Whiteout series. Oh, yeah, it was cute. Um, 
and it was just it was like a very fun combination of a lot of um, romances that happen kind of around this snow event and it's just it was, it's really it's really cute and it's really like it, it's a ton of um, tension even though it's like mostly YA I don't think anything yeah. really untoward happens but I found it really um, I found it really nice and really there's a lot of sexual tension even though there wasn't a lot of you know yeah. sealing the deal <laughs> yeah, that is a cute one. And there's a, they have a summer one, Blackout, which is like around like a blackout. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's oh, the same cute. authors and they're like all kind of take place around the same event. And it's like some amazing authors like Tiffany Jackson. Daniel yeah, Clayton. Danielle Clayton. Nick Stone. Nick, Nick Stone. Stone. Ashley was in there. And the, uh, that series was optioned by the yes. Obamas. Wow. Yeah. Oh wow! And Angie Thomas, Angie Thomas already has also has this. Angie Thomas in there, yep. But yeah, well, thank y'all so much. Like this has been, you have derailed my whole TBR (laughs) in the most beautiful Mm -hmm. way. As every episode tends to do. (laughs) Yeah, but like, wow, you guys dropped some like whole series on me that I'm like, well, go and try to backlog. Not much, not much more. Nisha, where can everyone find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Nisha Writes, W-R-I-T-E-S. And you can also find me on my website, uh, Nisha-Sharma.com. Um, I am pretty much like for the rest of the year going to, I'll be like posting updates about my books, but um, I just had a release, Taste Like Shucker, um, that came out and my next release comes out in October. So You'll see more of me in October online. And um, Nikki, you can find me at Nikki Payne Books on Instagram and Nikki Payne Romance on TikTok and Nikki Payne Books online. And yeah, so um, recently released, not recently, a year ago almost, released Pride and Protest. And my next book, Sex, Lies, and Sensibility, is out February 13th. And I'm really excited about that. Happy Valentine's to mm-hmm. us. Right? <laughs> and what about you, Adriana? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Ladriana underscore Herrera or my website, Adriana Herrera Romance. And I have a Kickstarter going on right now for the Toy Runners series and the new Toy Runners story, um, Run Darling, comes out December 5th. And yeah, that's what I've got going on until the end of the year. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much. And everyone, please remember to tag 23 for 23, review mm-hmm. your books, and let's scream all about all these wonderful authors that we are enjoying together and that I'm sure you all now have an incredible TBR for um, after <laughs> this episode. <laughs> yes. Um, you can find us on Instagram or Storygraph at The Busy Romnivores. Uh, we also have a website, thebusyromnivores.com. Till next time, Romnivores. Stay Stay hungry. hungry. (laughs) Read voraciously. And don't forget to read diversely. Bye. Bye. (laughs) I feel like the tone stayed unhinged, which is really what like this episode was like. Like a lot of Yes. (laughs) It was. It was. Yes.